0: Welcome to the Foos Sports Network Podcast. We're a day early. It's Thursday at 5.30, um, and we have our playoff previews for Week 11. Um, we're going to start out, we'll do some area games. There's actually quite a bit. We have more area teams that made the playoffs this year than we normally get. Um, we'll start out, we'll go large, uh, biggest divisions to smallest. Um, the Division One game that we have that's directly in our area um, Fitch is number six in their region. They're eight and two, and they're at Euclid, who's number three at eight and two. Um, this is one of Euclid's better teams. I know their only losses are to Mentor and St. Ignatius. Um, Fitch has played better, but uh, do they have enough to go beat the Panthers in Euclid?
1: I I say that uh, I say Euclid wins this game. First of all, because it's a home game, and the visiting team has to travel. And I'm pretty sure Euclid. Fitch has not played at Euclid. Uh, Euclid is a big physical football team And Fitch has had a problem With big physical football teams So I like, I like Euclid in this game And relatively easy
0: uh, Then we go down to Division 2 uh, Borgman Is number 7, they're 6-4 and four, And they're at Maple Heights Who's number 2 and they're 10-0 and 0. Now Maple Heights is One of those teams Like Garfield Heights who Harding plays Whom we'll get into here in a little bit And Nordonia that they none of them play a super tough schedule so i don't they're 10 and 0 but you don't know how good of a 10 and 0 it is i expect boardman to at least test them they may not go yeah. up there and beat them but i think this will be a game boardman will be big enough physical enough to keep this game close i don't really think boardman's been blown out by anybody have they
1: no they haven't so
0: they they i expect them to at least be in it see they're physical
1: but they don't have the skilled players uh, I think Boardman takes one on the chin, but I, I do believe it'll be a competitive football game.
0: Uh, then we go to Division Three. Marlington did get in barely. They're number eight. They're eight and two, and they're at Canfield, who's number one, nine and one. Um, yeah, Canfield clobbered Alliance, yeah. and Alliance just clobbered Marlington. So I'm Canfield, Canfield big in this game. Yeah, when Canfield, we went and watched Marlington yeah, two weeks basic. ago, they were very over, very average eight and two team. Yeah, very so. average. Um then also in that region 9 um we have Alliance who's number 6 at 7 and 3. They're at Medina Buckeye who's number 3 at 9 and 1. And I don't know a ton about Medina Buckeye but the schedule was decent. Um so I would I'll take Buckeye in the game. I don't know if Alliance will compete. Um but I would be I'd be surprised if Alliance goes and beats them but
1: Alliance has a better Alliance. chance.
0: Alliance has a better chance of competing than Marlington does. Yeah, we'll put it that way.
1: I, I like Alliance in this game because they have lots of athletes, and they're 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 another fairly physically imposing team. They have a big quarterback, and they're on a roll. So I'm going to say that the party continues for another week for the Aviators.
0: Uh, then we go into Division Four. Um, we have Indian Creek, who's number six. They're eight and two. They're at Hubbard, number three. They're nine and one. Uh, Indian Creek plays a pretty tough schedule in the conference they're in, but I believe Indian Creek was one of the teams that Alliance beat. So I will take. I think Hubbard wins at home. I think
1: Hubbard definitely wins.
0: Uh, Then also in Division Four, that Region Thirteen, we have two teams actually playing against each other. Gerard, who's number five, they're nine and one, and they're at Youngstown East. Who's number four? They're seven and three. This game will be played at YSU, on the turf. Um, The only thing I didn't list on some of these. Some of these games are Friday. Some of them are Saturday. Um, I believe Division two, two three, or I'm sorry, one two three and five are on Friday. I believe. I think you're correct. And four, I don't know. So some of these are on Saturday. Some of them are on Friday. But um, I'm gonna. I know Gerard had the big win against LeBray, I'm going to take East big. I think they're East battle wins, tested. Yes, they
1: are. They could make a lot of noise in this division. At least at the regional level.
0: Yep, they and they're bat they have played easily a better schedule than yes anybody else they in are that. They're
1: battle tested. They are fast. They Now they have a quarterback and they that can they the could have ball. a
0: very interesting matchup sooner or later cuz East versus Steubenville could be very interesting.
1: Yeah, Steubenville could get a big surprise
0: from the, uh, from the Golden Bears. Just because of who East has played, again, exactly. play, they've played a tougher schedule than much tougher. You've had and Girard, played all Ohio teams. Well, and you've had Gerard play Division six and seven schools all year. East has played Division one and two schools for half their games, so yep. big difference as far as competition level. Um, then we have Crestview. They're number five, six and three because the one game they played against Cheney's JV team doesn't count as a uh, win. Um, they're at Gilmore Academy, who's ten and zero. Um, I'll take Gilmore Academy yeah, only because West Branch beat Crestview by a couple scores. So I'll be shocked if they win a playoff game. Yeah, this game though I Gilmore saw today. Gilmore is
1: a traditional program. This
0: as game well. I saw today is being played Saturday at one thirty in the afternoon. So probably it's, no light. Yeah, I think I think that was the case. So that kind of takes a little bit of the atmosphere away. But um, then we got McDonald, who's number five. Um, they're ten and zero, and they're at number four, Rootstown, who's nine and one. Rootstown, and we went and watched big. Rootstown last year when they played Good, Columbia solid football in team. the first round. And I Rootstown, I think big. is a another example of again Rootstown has played bigger schools. Most of their schedule, yes. they're in Division 6. Most of, of their schedule Letterman is well. Division 4 and 5. Yes. So you've had McDonald played 6 and 7 all year. So again, you're going to see the big difference in competition level. Another big physical
1: football team with a, with a solid quarterback. And if I remember that one guy, that number 38.
0: I don't know kid. if he graduated or not last year, but everywhere he went, the play went. Yeah. So I don't know if he was a senior or not. But when we watched them last year, they were, they were a pretty good football yes. team. Very sound. Um, they won't win that region though, because Kirtland's in that, yes. and they'll they'll steamroll everybody. But, um, then we have Southern, who's number six. They're nine and one, and they're at Norwayne, number three, nine and one. This is a game Southern gets creamed.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, because it's over fast.
0: The only team from this conference that would have been able to compete in this divi- in this region is United. Yes. I still think United would have got beat by at least three or four touchdowns. But the one thing that would have helped United was cold weather, maybe rainy. Yes. United might have stayed in the game with the style of offense they play. Exactly. They cream Southern, so Southern gets wiped yeah. off oh, the yeah. face of the oh, earth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Then there's a sneaky team that just got in in Division mm-hmm. Seven, and Warren J F K is number seven. They're five and five, and they're at Windham, Windham. Wind- sorry. The
1: Windham. Number Bombers. two,
0: they're nine and one. I'm picking JFK in the upset. I am as well. Wyndham Wind- has team. played. They played Sebring. They played some really small schools. Yes. You have a JFK team, again, battle-tested. They've play- they got their butts kicked a few games, but it was against much bigger opponents. Yes. So I think JFK could be a dark horse in this region. And they have 40 kids Cuyahoga Heights, roster. probably the best team. Don't know if JFK beats them. But everybody else, JF, yep. JFK, could, should be able to compete Forty with. kids on that roster, they will compete. And I actually missed a game. I missed it going down through my list. And it's LeBray's game, and they play Wycliffe. And I don't know if it's a silent E, if it's Wycliffe-y. Wycliffe. You got Wycliffe. Wycliffe. So you got I was that. right the first time. Yes. Number 6, 8, and 2, and they're at LeBray. Number 3, 9, and 1. LeBray easily. I think Le- I'll take LeBray again, especially because it's at home. So they'll they'll be ready to go. More
1: athletes than Waukele will know what to do with.
0: Then we had a couple big games in Division One that were out of the area. Um Kent McKinley. They're number five, losing two straight. The usual McKinley finish. Yeah, the
1: minute they, the, they dubbed, dubbed, the Michigan the, State of high yeah, school
0: football dubbed the McKinley finish. They're at Solon, who's eight and two. Solon beat Menor. I Solon. I think Solon yeah. good enough to beat Massive McKinley.
1: Or McKinley finishes off the usual three game three losing straight.
0: Streak. Yep, the three game losing streak. The McKinley special. <clears throat> Then the game, that, so so that some of you believe we actually do know what we're talking about, the game that I said last week could be a rematch of this week. Uh, St. Ed's is number 7, and they're going to St. Ignatius again for the second week in a row. They are. St. Ignatius beat them 21-14 last week. I'm going to take St. Ed's this week, only because it's almost re- impossible to beat the same exactly. team two you're weeks Exactly, are talking in a
1: row. about two pretty evenly matched football yes. teams. Uh, Depth-wise, their numbers are also down, as is everybody else's, but not as much. So, yes, I do like St. Ed's a second time I think
0: St. Ed's returns the favor. Yes, they do. And then here's the last game that we have before we go into Harding's preview is another sneaky game in Cincinnati area. Um, Cincinnati-St. Xavier, which for those of you that don't follow high school football, uh, basically a small college team in Cincinnati. They play basically a college schedule. They're 5-5. Um, and they're at Cincinnati Colerain, who is ten and zero. They have crushed every opponent on their schedule except for their week two game against St. X, where they won fourteen to twelve. I'm going to take St. X for I the same well. reason I take St. I, Ed's. Yes, very hard to beat the same yes. great team twice in
1: one year. And those five, four, and five loss teams in the playoffs, you know, people will say, well, you know, they don't deserve to be there because of X number of losses. Let me tell you something. These teams, particularly these private schools, when they lose during the regular season, it's because they played superior competition, and that makes them much better. And so, Colerain's yes, played agree.
0: a very good schedule. Yes. They beat Moeller, they beat yes. LaSalle, but not the.
1: They might be the best five and five team in history.
0: Colerain Cole at ten and zero, they they beat some good opponents, but St. X was the one they only beat fourteen to twelve, and that was I'm week like two, X so. a lot
1: here.
0: X just came off of they they've they've literally played Ignatius. Moeller and then that Louisville, the top one of the best teams yeah. in the state of Kentucky, yeah. all in a three week span. That's so they're, right. they're battle tested. I'll take St. X in the upset. And if they upset Coleraine, they win that region. I, I agree. Um, now we'll go to the game we're going to tomorrow. Um, we've got Garfield Heights, number five in division in region five, division two. They're 10 and 0 and they're at Warren Harding. We'll be there. Um, who's number four, obviously, if they're home? Um, they're 8 and 2. Their only two losses being to McKinley and Maslin, who's undefeated. McKinley, obviously, 8 and 2, like we said earlier, but Maslin, 10 and 0. Um, Garfield Heights has only given up 52 points the whole season. Now, a lot like Maple Heights that I talked earlier about with Borgman, this is a, I won't say inflated, because at, when you give up 52 points all year, you have a good football team, regardless of who you're playing. But right. This is a team that struggled. Brecksville Broadview Heights, who usually has a very good football team, I think they went one and nine this year. Yes. And Garfield Heights beat them by a touchdown. So I don't know. I don't really know a lot about what, as far as their schedule, they play some of the teams that Harding used to play when they were in the Lake Erie Green League. And, yeah, as far Shaper as Heights. those teams up there. Yeah. Um, and even when Harding had bad teams in that Lake Erie League, they usually still won it easily. So Warrensville Heights, etc. Yeah. So we don't know whether could be an issue. We don't know yet. If the rain's cleared out, that helps.
1: I like this but- to be a low-scoring game. I like Harding to win this game 14-7. to And Harding's defense is just as good. Big, physical. They're going to run the football at you. They've got the best running back in the state of Ohio. I, I like Warren in a, in a tight game. I like it a traditional low-scoring football game. I've seen this team play... Uh, referring to Garfield Heights, watching him on Fox 8's highlights. They're not a very big football team physically, and I think Warren can exploit that. I think Harding's defense has gotten better each week, even though they might have given up more points here. And yeah, there.
0: well, and we don't count <coughs> any, of you, any of you. Any of you that ridiculous. see the Howland score, yeah, that we don't ridiculous. count that, that because Harding literally they played their starters for two series. They got up fourteen to nothing, and then they pulled them all. So that game's thirty-five to nothing, and Howland's playing against Harding's freshmen when yeah. they score eighteen points. Yeah. so, so I, that,
1: I think this game this week, I think the Raiders win a, a fairly close game, either fourteen or twenty-one to seven. I think, I think that they will score because they are an undefeated football team. But in the end, the Raiders have played a much better schedule, and I believe that they will win this football
0: game. Warren Harding, just for the record, I went down through this, and Harding has played against four playoff teams this year. Uh, McKinley, Mass, oh, I'm sorry, five. I forgot yes. East, so I stand corrected. They've played against five. And won three of them. And you have McKinley, Massillon, Fitch, Boardman, and East. So five playoff teams. Garfield Heights has played against I believe it was 2. Yeah. One or two. So like the, the schedule, yes, the schedule they're very inflated 10 and 0. If you're 10 and 0 and you have a road game in in your first playoff game, that's that's not good. Exactly. So I I hope it's not that close of a game because if it is coaching comes into play yeah, and that yeah, concerns that could be a me. problem. That could be because a problem. I I went back Actually, yesterday, and I was reminiscing, I I was going back to the computer rankings from two years ago, and the Harding team from two years ago still makes me sick to my stomach that they didn't win a state championship. Yeah, it
1: was too easy.
0: Because I told myself LaSalle was really good, but Maslin Perry almost beat them. Yes. And Maslin Perry barely beat a couple teams that Harding would have clobbered in the regular season. If... When we get to these college games in a minute, number nine Kentucky's got a big one. A big reason why they're number nine Kentucky is because of this kid that Harding had two years yeah, ago, Lynn Bowden, and the
1: great, the greatest player to ever put on a Raider uniform. In pro- he'll
0: game. probably be the greatest player I'll ever see li- play a football game live at the high school football yeah, level. I agree. And with we've that. seen some good ones. We've yes. seen Manningham. We've seen Claret. We've seen uh, Maslin's had a few good ones that we've seen play. Yep. Um, we we have seen some of the Cincinnati schools bring players up. We've seen St. Ed's, yep. Ignatius, blah blah blah. Yep. We've seen a lot of great football players. This kid was easily the best player. I've never seen a kid take more twenty yard loss plays and turn them into eighty yard touchdowns than than this kid. And the fact that they still couldn't win a state championship, yeah. it was all it was all on the coach and he he still has a lot of fans when we go to their games that are still very upset with him for that game yeah, against Hudson I, yeah, you hear it all the two time. years ago. Because you played a team in Hudson that was a very vanilla, basic, very well oh, coached, sure. take nothing away, very well coached. And it wasn't even their and coach. It, was, it, was, it, was, it the, was their backup coach. Yes. And they were a very good fundamental team, don't get me wrong. But if Harding makes any adjustments at all, Yep. They run them out of the stadium. Yes, they do. And yes, they do. It was such it was such a shame, such a sour taste in your mouth, to watch probably the greatest player of your school. I uh, grant it; they've had Paul Warfield. They've had some great players. He may not have the NFL success that Paul Warfield and whatnot had, but as far as at his at, level at, in at high school, school there as far as changing, player. as far as carrying your team, and literally every time he touched the ball, you went, "Oh boy!" And he was quarterback, so he touched it every play. So, it, it literally was a shame that you couldn't you couldn't beat a team that really had no business. So, if it comes down to coaching tomorrow, um, look out; they yep. could be in trouble. Yeah. Um, next week, it all ends anyway, even if they win, because they'll play Akron Hoban on a neutral field, which we still will probably go to, even if Harding makes it. But it will not end well. No, in a, in a week it for the Raiders. Never does. Ak- Akron Hoban will go unopposed. To their third straight state championship, yes, and when they play Massillon, we probably will go. To that, that might. Game. I hope that's the state championship game because that will be fun. But Hoban won it two years ago in Division Three. They won it last year in Division Two, and this year they will repeat because yes. I will be shocked if a team is good enough to beat them. Yes. Um, so that's that's. I, I will pick Harding. I hope it's by more than seven because that removes the coaching error. But a win's a win. So at this point, you're in Week Eleven. It don't matter. Yep. Um, we'll jump into. A, some college games. And we'll start out with our usas. See it to boy now. <laughs> um This is an interesting game because of what happened yesterday. For those of you that don't know, Maryland's been investigating their head coach all year, basically to see if he had anything to do with the player that died in their practice. Well they came out and the board Conf- uh, they basically agreed that it wasn't it didn't all fall on DJ Durkin's shoulders that and there was no criminal charges and there was so no yeah nothing graced. so they reinstated him well then that afternoon students went and protested that he was reinstated so the president of the university came out yesterday and spineless yes and and president. and removed him from his head coaching duties a day after he'd rejoined the team at practice. They will have a very hard time finding a coach. And it was I understand what happened what was was him. tragic. No, of course you don't ever want a player to die like nobody wants a, a player of theirs to collapse on the football field and, and, and pass away. But when they've investigated this for months and prove it and found out, you know, it wasn't we can't solely blame it on this guy, and you go to reinstate him and then your president just turns your back and fires him. Anyway, I'll be curious to see how they respond. Michigan State five and three they're at Maryland who's five and three i I really wonder how Maryland comes out and plays Saturday. I think if they if they try to physically match Michigan State, they lose. But if they make Michigan State match Maryland's athletes, they have a shot because Maryland has better athletes than yes, Michigan do. state does.
1: Yes, they do better recruiting um, I think Michigan State is obviously going to have the coaching edge. Um, I like Michigan State in this because they, they don't have as many things. I will say this though, Michigan State has a lot of injuries. Um, their wide receiver Felton, whatever his name. Yeah, is. Yeah, he's done for the year. He's done for the year. And they don't know they who's going to
0: start at quarterback. Yeah, yet, I mean the backup Rocky, looked better than Lowry last week, but they don't know who's yeah, going to start Rocky
1: that. Yeah, that Rocky guy, uh, Rocky Calavito, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Stop <to> Rocky, um, <laughs>
0: baseball player.
1: That's- um, I can't see. I can't see Maryland winning this game, but they do have the better talent. I think coaching wins out here, but this will be a close football game. I would, I will pick Michigan State just because.
0: I, I'll i take Michigan State, I think, because I'll give them the edge in coaching. I will say this, the one thing that also helps Maryland, Michigan State could be looking ahead a little bit to Ohio State coming to town next week. I agree week. with that. So this, this could be one of them. Sleeper games, be you're on the road. Oh, I wouldn't game. be either, but because they could be inspired. I would exactly this, but Durkin being let go, that could be something that rallies the troops. No, but. I
1: think so too, and I think the coach, uh, Larry Canada, Matt uh, Matt Canada is Larry Canada's son. Larry Canada, of course, played at michigan or Wisconsin in the mid '70s, a great running back in his day. So he's an offensive mind from an offensive family. So I could see. I could see Matt Canada being the guy that they go to, and he's good enough. I think so. If they make good If they
0: make a bowl game, they have to keep him as the I, I as think the full time coach
1: because he, he's he's grounded the team, and I think that's and he
0: as much as they've been going back and forth through to be five and three at this yeah. point, you you can't
1: and they're going to have a very hard time finding another candidate Correct. anyway because of the political correctness. Yeah, yeah, who's going to been... want that job now? Yeah, at that point. exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, then we got uh, number sixteen, Iowa six and two. They're at Purdue, who's four and four. Uh I'll take the Hawkeyes. I think I, I will as well. Purdue one did what one Iowa there. did last year at Ohio yes. State. They shot their wad the one game. They took advantage of a lackluster effort from Ohio State and Literally no effort. Correct. Well, yeah, exactly. And I and again people, Iowa did the same thing last year. They beat Ohio State and then they clunked. Of course they the rolled of out of cancer patients, so well, you know,
1: you gotta have that. So roll out the cancer patient. And
0: I'll take Iowa. I think
1: I think I, Iowa wins. And I think I they big. Win fairly easy. Yeah, I think so, too. I think I, they're going to be upset with their loss. Nobody,
0: Purdue sneaks up on no one now that they yeah. beat Ohio State. Yeah, so.
1: everybody's on watch. Yep. And all you've got to do is stay in your zones with the, with the RPO offense. And they don't have that kind of talent on the offensive and defensive lines to hang with an and, Iowa.
0: And one thing Iowa won't do that Ohio State did, Iowa will not miss tackles like Ohio no, State did. No, they will
1: not, and they're better coached, at least this year.
0: Uh then we got Penn State, number fourteen, six and two. They're at number five. Michigan, mm-hmm.
1: who's seven Savior. and
0: one with yeah, with, with Savior Shea Patterson at quarterback. Um I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give you two predictions. I want Michigan to win, because here's why. I want Michigan to come into the last game of the year. With, with them everything. in the top three. Yeah, and with everything to lose. I want Ohio State to be like six or seven, and I want Michigan to be number three. I want Michigan coming to Columbus knowing all they have to do is go in there and win, and they're more than likely going to the playoffs. I think they're an easy That's win. what I want. I think an easy win over Penn State so, this weekend. By I, I, I think easy win over Penn State, but... Then something tells me the first time that we're going to pick a, a, an easy win against Penn State is going to be the t- the one time Penn State actually gets over their Ohio State hangover yeah, and, and the, shows up and plays. And the pressure is I, off of
1: them, I, I think. I think
0: what's hurting Penn State now, I think you have coaching issues.
1: Yeah, I do. Because
0: babe. I think ever since ever, everybody second-guessed the play call against Ohio State... This offense has been out of sync for Penn State.
1: It has, and it's been a one-man
0: show. I don't know if it's Franklin and his offensive coordinator that now are kind of having a Hugh Jackson Todd Haley moment where they are, you know, kind of overruling each other. But something's not right, so we'll see.
1: An average offensive line. Yeah, that too.
0: I'll I'll take Michigan again just because I want them to win more than anything. So then a game that. I think will be sneakier than Vegas has it at nine and a half points. Number four, Notre Dame's eight zero. They go to Northwestern, and Northwestern is one of the most bipolar football teams you'll see all year. They lose to Akron, and every, they're one and three at one point with a loss to Akron, and everybody's going, "What the heck is going on?" And then now you're five and three. You're uh, five and one. In the, in the Big and Ten you West,
1: you not won a conf, a non conference yes.
0: game yet this Correct. year.
1: And you're catching them at just the right time. I pick an upset this I, weekend, and I I pick.
0: I upset. hope Northwestern can beat them. And here, if you're if there's any Michigan fans, which I'll dare you if you're listening to this? But if there are any of you, you Michigan Ohio State fans, any of us that have a chance to still make this playoff, if that's your goal, you need two things to happen. You need one Iowa to keep winning, and get there. And be a top 15 opponent. Agreed. Or if Northwestern is going to win the West, they have to beat Notre Dame Saturday. Because if they don't, and Northwestern goes in there at 8-4... and four. And it's at Michigan or Ohio State, and they clobber them. They're not going to get any point, no, any, not, any bonus be a points from that. Win, exactly. All you're so, doing is
1: a trophy game.
0: Exactly. You need to play a quality opponent, at least as far as the standings. I'm going to take Northwestern.
1: I, I think, think they win the game this weekend, They This they, they this have the game. This is
0: the game that's set up for Notre Dame to. Notre Dame, folks, is a lot like the Boardman Spartans that we have around here. They're great every year. And everybody expects them to take the next step, and they find that one team to lose to. That's they've actually awesome. been like Ohio State has been the last three years, where they find that one opponent to clunk a, one yeah, to. Yeah, they
1: just take the week off. And
0: this is an interesting game because Northwestern will be fundamentally good. They will match Notre Dame's effort. And you have a Northwestern team playing the best they've played all year. So, like I said, if, if you're... If Northwestern's going to win the Big 10 West, whoever wins the East needs them to beat Notre Dame, especially correct. if it's Michigan since Michigan lost to Notre Dame already. Yes. This is a huge game if you're a Michigan fan. You need Northwestern to win this football exactly. game. Exactly. Then another sneaky game. Temple who's 5 and 3 and they beat Cincinnati already at 6 and 0. Oh. oh, conveniently, this is exactly what's on TV right behind us on uh what, pardon the interruption. Yeah. They're talking about Temple has blank chance against UCF. Um so we'll I'll, I'll chime in with what their percentages are as we talk about it. Uh UCF's number 12, 7 and 0. Temple already's upset Cincinnati who was 6 and 0 when they That's beat correct.
1: them. Correct. I'm seeing another
0: upset. The game is at UCF. Oh, they didn't do any. I thought they were going to put up a sign saying their percentage. So we don't know what they picked on ESPN, but who cares? Um it is at UCF, so the game's not in Temple like it was when they played Cincinnati. But Temple has what the scouts have said four or five NFL defensive players on their defense. This is a very, very scary game if you're Central Florida. Yeah, and They've I can't
1: see tw- them building up a big, long winning streak. I, yeah, this.
0: you're talking now. They're, they're already closing in
1: yeah, on... Yeah, they're like 21, 20, 22 games yeah. already. So I can't see them winning. I, I'm i taking Temple in an upset. <sighs> I like. I'm. I've got two upsets.
0: this Yeah, game. I think Temple's got a shot. It being in Florida does help. I'll go against you. I'll take UCF, but I'll take them very close, just because it's in Florida. If this game was at <laughs> Temple, I absolutely it's Temple. Yeah, but it would be Temple. Since it's in Florida, they'll be in the good weather.
1: Now I, they get a chance for a road upset. Yeah, well,
0: so. which uh, it, this is a coin. I think this is a coin flip game. I'll take UCF close though. Um. Then a game that ESPN is of course pumping up because they think it's just going to be a showdown. I think it's going to be a shellacking. Yeah, I. Uh, Number six Georgia, seven and one. They're at number nine Kentucky, who's seven and one. Georgia by forty.
1: I yeah I (laughs) I love.
0: Don't get me wrong, Lynn Bowden, our 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 Harding grad at Kentucky, he's doing a great job making them relevant, but. Kentucky has seven hundred yards passing yeah, for the season. Yeah, Georgia's Georgia blows. Georgia Georgia's gonna blow them 49 to, Mars. to seven. Yeah, it's gonna 49 be ugly. To seven, it's yeah. gonna be ugly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Kentucky people. Yeah, come on. Like, Let's
1: I, not lose sight the of the The college prize football
0: here. playoff ranked them at nine just yeah. to make this look like a better win yeah. for Georgia. Kentucky
1: will get their eighth win against Louisville and all be good. Yeah,
0: they'll be fine. Uh then an interesting game in the Big Twelve. Number thirteen West Virginia. They're six and one at number seventeen Texas, who's six and two. I'm going to say for the elimination game, Texas beats them. Texas just lost. So, West Virginia now has one loss. I think Texas will now eliminate West Virginia from the national championship picture. Oklahoma then is the only team left in the Big 12. This is
1: the battle for the Gator Bowl, (laughs) pretty much.
0: That's not saying West Virginia can't win this game. Because I know a couple of you, you you do follow West Virginia that listen to this. It's not a knock on West Virginia. This is just how this conference has been for the last few years. yeah, once I one see. team gets eliminated, they eliminate somebody else, yeah, so te- I, I expect the game's at Texas, Texas will win this football yes. game. uh then there's the big one that's Saturday night again, ESPN says it's the big one. I personally again, I'll give you my two cents here in a second. Number one, Alabama eight 0 at number three, lSU seven and one. I'll give you two things. I hope if you're a big Ten fan, truthfully. You want Alabama to win this game because if they lose this game, they will get into the top four with one loss again. I yeah, guarantee so you'
1: have two SEC Be- and you're going to have
0: it again. Alabama big. So I think Alabama crushes myself LSU I've loved watching them because I've, I've loved watching them because of burrow. I actually have I won't say I've rooted for them, but I've, I've enjoyed watching them wreak they havoc exactly, on the SEC.
1: Exactly.
0: And I do think Orgeron now that he has a quarterback, is proving he is a, a good motivator as a coach. Yeah, I agree with that. LSU does have a good defense, but Alabama by at least 40.
1: Yeah, I, I'm looking at, I'm thinking
0: 38-7. They're 14-point favorites. Yeah. You're playing the number three team in the country at yeah. in Baton Rouge, which is almost impossible to go down there and win a game. In, and Vegas still has them at 15-point favorites. Yeah, 38-7 to here for me. But I will say this. If Joe Burrow beats Alabama in his first year at LSU. How awesome would that be when our third-string quarterback basically goes and beats Alabama. Yeah, that would be How funny. funny. Like I said, if you're a Big 10 fan, you don't want this to happen because if Alabama loses this game and then they win the rest, yeah. they're going to be in the playoff. Yeah, I agree. So you that. don't want you really want Alabama to win and eliminate LSU from the picture. But how funny would it be if Joe Burrow beats Alabama in his first try uh that's the so that's our college slate um we'll get into the Ohio State game here for a little bit and then we'll call it a night um as as you all know we didn't even do a Ohio State preview last week mainly because one they were off so they didn't have an opponent but plus we were so. Distraught? Uh, yeah, not even distraught. I not can't much. even say I was really upset because I, I by the fourth quarter I was laughing at the game, but we we were very pissed off with how they looked yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. The lack of effort. Yeah. Had they? It's one thing to lose a football game, but it's another thing to just not care yeah. about losing a football game. Yeah. Well, they they play Nebraska this week, who's two and six. They have looked better the last two weeks, albeit against Bethune Cookman last week, yeah. but nonetheless. You can tell it's a team starting to buy into what Frost is is trying to do. They're definitely improving. They're young, but he's got them trending in the right direction. Um, Tom and I talked about this actually before we came on here, and we're both in agreement that, from what I've heard, the first thing they did their first day on the bye week, they went back and they did their circle drill, which if none of you have seen this before, they do it, they do it all the time at practice, but every year at the spring game, the whole team goes in a circle, and two players get in the middle of the circle, and they hit each other until one of them falls down. Well, they did this. I watched it. Their their athletics page shared it on their Facebook page. They did this. Every player on the entire team had to participate in this drill, and it it looked like it was one of those, you know, we got to get back to being this intent. You know, there's got to be some effort here. This whole the whole week they were off. The coaches said they didn't even prepare for Nebraska. They were focused on we have to get our team. You know we have to get us fixed before we worry about preparing for an opponent. So I think one of two things happens Saturday, and then Tom can give you his what he thinks after this. I think Ohio State either shows up, the attitude is corrected and Purdue woke them up, and they beat Nebraska by 50 points Saturday. Or, I think they get beat in Columbus. And I'm telling you folks, it's that this team right now is on that fine of a line. Because this is the game here that makes or breaks your season. Because if they go in, and I get it, Nebraska's 2-6, and six, but if Ohio State comes into this game, and they beat Nebraska, let's say, 58-7, to seven, then that means Ohio State, in my opinion, is still the favorite to win the Big Ten. Yep. Because that means they fixed the issues they had. If Ohio State comes in sluggish again, Nebraska will beat them. Yes. Because you have a very hungry Nebraska team.
1: A very solid offense.
0: That and, and, and if Ohio exactly. If Ohio State can't stop and if they can't make tackles, this uh Martinez kid is gonna and this uh Chee, I can't pronounce his last name. Their running back that they have that's yeah, been going Ogle, crazy. Ogle Gee, or Gee, or Gee, like uh I don't remember, but they'll have they'll they'll put up monster numbers. So I, one of two things happens. I think the thing that struck a nerve is when everybody came out and said Meyer was leaving in his interview. He got a little pissed off about, about that, and, and I think have
1: made it known as well.
0: Too. And I think that may have been the little swift kick in the butt that maybe he's needed all year. I'm gonna take Ohio State. In traditional Nebraska fashion, since this is what they've done to them every time they've played them, they either lose to them or they beat them sixty-three to twenty. I'm going to take Ohio State fifty-two to thirteen. They get back on track. They'll give up some yards, but Nebraska will will spend the whole night turning the football over. Fifty-two to thirteen. They go enrolling into Spartan Stadium next week.
1: Yeah, I say the same thing. Sixty-three to twenty. And and real quick, my feeling is. Uh, the RPO is going to be scrapped. Uh, what they've done is they've, the, the numbers have gone down each week in these games, running the football, because the linemen don't know whether they're running or blocking. You know, run blocking, you're attacking. Pass blocking, you're backing up and protecting your quarterback. So what's going to happen here, you're going to see it abandoned because teams are crowding the middle of the field and stopping Ohio State's run game. That being said, Ohio State will emphasize the run this week, Dobbins will run for 175 yards. Ohio State will crush Nebraska, 63-20. to 20. All questions answered. There will be no close game. Maybe to start, there might be a hangover, but Ohio State will destroy them. And they will run for a lot of yards. I will make another prediction. Ohio State will run for 400 yards. Outside.
0: Oh, four-hundo. Yes, They will
1: destroy them. <laughs> We will destroy them. End of story.
0: And that, and again, Tom, when we talked earlier, we were kind of on the same page because if they don't destroy them, we do. You think if they're sluggish, they, they lose the game. game?
1: This could be like watching SMU and Ohio State in 1978, when Ohio State had a 35-35 tie after leading 35 to seven. So. This 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 has Dark Day uh, 2 from 1987 revisited when we lost to Indiana 31-10 at home to, well, what was a pretty damn good Indiana team. But we hadn't lost to them in 32 years. This is a very <laughs> similar situation with a 2-6 and six football team. Beat their ass!
0: There you have it. And that's going to pretty much wrap us up for tonight. Um, we will try to do a little bit of something coming back from our high school game tomorrow it just depends on how many people and shenanigans we have loaded in our car um oh you knock that water over <laughs> but so that that gets everybody previewed for week 11 coming up in high school football there's some really good really good matchups and even more than what we covered there's more of them around the state that are really good um we can't cover them all but there should be should be some good good matchups. College football's got some good matchups this week, and you heard it here from the Buckeye guys. We're in agreement, pretty much. If they, this this is do or die time for this Ohio State team this week, and it, it's a very this this, this this is this is the one game that makes or breaks if you lose this team and or not
1: Ryan, they are breaking out the black uniforms they're,
0: they are going back to black uniforms they they've been very good in these special uniforms i'm not going to get into details as superstitious as we are but they've been let's just say very very good in their special uniforms that they wear at home so let's hope well they'll keep that going i just want to see a physical football team that looks angry yes. and if that happens if that happens if Ohio State goes out and beats Nebraska by 30 or 40 points, go tell all the Michigan fans that are giving you shit. Hey boys, it's on now. The last the last right. Saturday in November, right. because if this is the game here that turns it around, don't look at Nebraska's two and six record. Look at how Ohio State has played the last four weeks. Right. Don't worry about the opponent. Worry about how we play. If we play a great football game, this team is back on track. So we're gonna leave you at that. Uh, go Bucks. Go Raiders tomorrow. Go Bucks Saturday. And I'm going to do an upset special. I don't do a ton of NFL stuff because the NFL is crooked. Browns beat the Chiefs Sunday with Greg Williams. That's my pick. Greg Williams, Greg Williams will come in. This is going to be a new attitude for this team. The Chiefs can't stop anybody. The Browns will force three turnovers off Mahomes, and they'll win the game.
1: Because they have nothing to lose. You heard it
0: here first. Browns by 10 points Sunday. All right, everybody. Everyone, have a good night. We will talk to you maybe tomorrow coming home from the football game. Again, go Bucks.